Doing handstands well is not that easy because correct technique is not always that obvious. How to do and where to put the legs in a straddle handstand is especially confusing because it is so very individual. It is actually one of the main questions that I receive when coaching in person or online. And today's episode is going to be exactly about that. We're going to discuss where to put the legs in a straddle handstand, why it matters so much where you put your legs, what influences your particular leg position, and of course, how you can improve your straddle handstand. Make sure to click the link in the show notes for the full blog article with visuals for easier understanding and of course, a free workout that's going to help you improve your straddle handstand. My name is Sasha Bachmann. I've been training, performing and coaching handstands, flexibility and bodyweight fitness all around the world for my entire life. Welcome to today's episode on how to do a proper straddle handstand. Now, the first question that we need to answer is, what is a correct straddle handstand? Imagine you're doing your handstand in a toaster. Now, when you open your legs, we can allow our feet and our hips to get warm, but we don't want to burn them. The idea is basically to stay in line. You want to open the legs as wide as possible so we can use these legs as an advantage when it comes to balancing but we want to stop opening them before we pike in our lower back arches because this will make the handstand heavier than what it actually needs to be. Staying in line when opening the legs into full straddle is important for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's really going to be back and shoulder health or efficiency when it comes to your handstand. If your hips pike and your lower back arches, the chances are really, really high. Your shoulders are also going to move out towards the side of your armpits, meaning they're going to open into hyperflexion. This hole is going to create an arch, kind of like when you're doing a hollow back handstand, but without actually wanting to do a hollow back handstand. This puts a lot of pressure on your back and on your shoulders, and it's really going to increase your risk of getting very sore or maybe even getting injured. You always want to stack yourself well in a perfectly straight line with your shoulders on top of the center of your hands and your hips on top of those shoulders in order to be efficient and to avoid injury. The second reason why it is important to do a proper straddle is chances are high the straddle handstand is not the end destination of your handstand journey, meaning we're actually planning on doing things with a straddle handstand. For example, going from a straddle to a tuck or from a straddle to leg spaghetto. If you're piking a lot in your straddle and your lower back is arching a lot, you need to make all of these adjustments. You need to fix all of this when you're closing the legs. Meaning, if you're in a straddle where you're very, very piked, you now need to, while you close your legs, unpike at the hips, you need to straighten out your lower back, and chances are high you even have to move your shoulders a little bit towards the front over the center of your hands. Those are a whole lot of adjustments to do while your handset is getting taller and while you're even moving into a more fragile position. The taller you are, the higher your center of mass is and the more strength and control it takes to hold your handstand. So while we move from the straddle to the straight handset, we want to go as efficient as possible, make it as easy as possible. So you need to fix as much as possible in your straddle so you don't have to make adjustments while you close your legs. Staying on this topic of transitions, when you go from your straddle to your tuck, you basically don't want to have to make any kind of adjustments at all. Your straddle is naturally slightly piked with a very slight arch in your lower back. That's completely normal and that is great. From here, when you pull into a tuck, nothing has to move. But if you're super piked in your straddle, your shoulders are pushed out over your wrist, you now move into a tuck, you either fix your position or your tuck becomes basically a contortion tuck, super, super heavy, and it's gonna leave you sore. Fix your straddle to make everything else easier. Last but not least, this is for you if you're already more advanced and you're starting to work on your one-arm handstands or you're planning on working on your one-arm handstands soon. If your legs are hanging down in your straddle, you move over towards one hand. That means your hips are side bending a little bit. Now you have a top leg that's pointing out in the direction of your stomach. This is heavy. You need to engage your glute muscle like crazy to hold this leg up. In order to engage the glute muscle, the back muscle have to fire up and the shoulders have to fire up even more than what they already have to work on one hand. And let me tell you, if you're just starting out with your one arm handstands, 
that's not going to work. If you're really good with one-arm handstands, this might be something that you're practicing because you're working towards the one-arm press or something like this. But if you're just starting out, that's not going to work for you. Fix your straddle or you're not going to learn a one-arm handstand. Everyone's straddle handstand is going to look different. And your straddle handstand really depends on you. Everybody's middle split is different. Everybody's pancake is different. So everyone's straddle handstand will look different. Keep in mind that whatever your straddle handstand looks like today doesn't mean your straddle handstand has to look like this forever. You can work on your straddle handstand and as a long-term project, you can absolutely improve it. The first thing that's going to determine your straddle handstand is your flexibility, your passive range of motion, your middle split flexibility, your external rotation flexibility, your adductor muscle flexibility, and your general hip mobility. The second thing that determines how far your legs are going to open in your straddle handstand is your active flexibility. While your passive flexibility represents the possible range of your straddle handstand, your active flexibility represents the actual range, the true range of your straddle handstand. Let me explain. Your active flexibility will never be greater than your passive flexibility. But just having passive flexibility in your handstand is only going to get you, say, 75% of your actual range. From there, you need to work on active flexibility, meaning abductor strength, external rotation strength, and your glute strength to open your legs into, let's say, 95% of your possible range. Those last 5%, they're pretty much impossible to get. They're going to require huge amounts of training. So let's focus on those first 95%. Let's focus on improving our passive flexibility and work on our active flexibility to be able to use most of our available flexibility. The last thing that's really going to influence your straddle handstand is your coordination. Being able to engage the right muscles in the right direction, upside down, is significantly harder than what you might imagine. We're going to have to work on this. We're going to have to practice that first in our heads, then on the floor, and then in a handstand. How we're going to do this, we're going to get to this in just a little bit. But before, I want to discuss how do we actually get into this bad straddle handstand. There are pretty much only two scenarios that can possibly bring us into this not-so-ideal straddle handstand. The first one, and this is kind of the most common one, I would say, for beginners who are just learning how to do a straddle handstand, is that you're starting in a straight handstand with your legs together, and you're opening them into a straddle handstand. First, everything is great. You're perfectly in line. But eventually, you're going to hit your end range of flexibility, and you just keep opening your legs, which means that they're going to rotate inwards. Your lower back's arching, and your hips are piking. You're moving from a middle split to a pancake position. You're going too far. You need to stop before that. The second scenario, and this is significantly more common for more advanced hand balancers, and that's something that happens to me actually more often than I would like to admit, is that you simply forget about your legs in your handstand. Say, for example, you're on two hands or on one hand or whatever. You're standing in a straddle handstand. You're focusing on your elbows, on your shoulders, on who knows what, and you don't necessarily think about your legs. Now, your legs are just slowly going to drift downwards a little bit. They internally rotate a little bit. And you end up slightly piked again in this not quite as desirable pancake position. You have to really constantly think about your legs. You need to actively externally rotate them. You need to actively push them open in order to stay in the position where you want to be. Forget about your legs. They're going to hang down. Just like your shoulders. When you forget about your shoulders, you sink in. That's the game. Hands is not easy. Hands don't really just happen automatically. You have to focus on what you're doing and you have to focus on everything. Now let's say worst comes to worst and you catch yourself in this bad straddle position. Well, you simply know that you usually do a bad straddle handstand and that's cool. Being aware of it is really the first step to fixing it. Now, there's two ways how you can fix it. The first one is basically the immediate solution, the easy way out, the way that you're all going to learn first. You accept your temporary limits of flexibility, you lift your legs slightly, you externally rotate them and you're back in your well-aligned handstand. 
Now, this is the solution that really anybody can do right away. You can fix your straddle handstand like this within moments. You don't have to improve your handstand, your flexibility, your strength, nothing. You can simply lift your legs, close them a tiny little bit, and you're back in line. The other scenario is going to take significantly more work, but it's also going to make your handstand beautiful. It's going to give you even more control. And it's going to make you even more stable. The idea is from this bad straddle handstand, you externally rotate the legs and you use your glutes to push them open hard. Basically, instead of lifting your legs, you push them back into the line. Now, this requires quite a bit of flexibility, quite a bit of coordination, and of course, quite a bit of strength. This is a solution that not everybody is going to be just able to do. This is something that you actually need to work on for quite a while. This is going to be your long-term project. For now, lift your legs, make your handstand easy, make your handstand possible. But as a long-term project, improve your straddles and with that, make your handstands awesome. Coming to the final point and possibly the most important point is, what do we actually do in order to improve our straddle handstand? Because understanding all of this is great and it really creates the foundation for you to improve your straddle handstand. But just knowing how to fix it is not going to fix it. You need to now actually work on yourself to create the possibility of fixing your straddle handstand. And don't see this as of you're going to train for this for two weeks and you're going to be down. No, you're going to train for this for two weeks, for four weeks, for two months, and it's going to steadily improve. But yes, yeah, straddle handstand is probably never going to be perfect and it's always going to be improvable. And if you continue to work on it, it will forever improve. And that's pretty cool, I think. So really see this as the long-term project that it is. First things first, we have to improve our middle split flexibility. We need to create this passive range. We need to create the possible range for our straddle handstand. For this, focus on your middle splits and your pancakes. Meaning we want to work on our general hip mobility. We want to work on our adductor muscles and of course on our hamstrings. Start by taking all those things apart and work on them separately. It's going to take you quite a while to understand where your limiting points actually are. So just work on all the different points to make sure none of them stays behind. At the same time, invest into your active flexibility, especially into your external rotations. You can do this on the back with coordination work, like pulling your legs into a diamond frog position, pushing them back out, always focusing on this external rotation. Or you can train them, for example, standing at the wall, close to the wall, chest to the wall, you can do very slow single leg lift, externally rotate so your foot looks towards the ceiling and not towards the wall. Hips stay parallel, shoulders and hips are squared. You go as close as possible towards the wall, but you do this without touching the wall. There are plenty of exercises to work your external rotation. Have a look at ballet training and these kind of things or take a browse through my website. You're going to find plenty of ideas there. In order to be able to combine your active and passive flexibility in your handstand, your handstand needs to be pretty good. In order to engage your glute muscles, the external rotation muscles, and to really pull on your legs, your shoulders have to be stable. If you sink into your shoulders, your shoulders are going to give way. So if I engage my legs, my shoulders are going to move and not the legs. So we have to focus on improving our shoulder strength and handstand stability at the same time. A good straddle handstand doesn't just make your handstand beautiful, but also it gives you stability and it also allows you to maneuver your body in an easier and more controlled manner. For beginners, mastering the straddle handstand is a huge step. For more advanced hand balancers, the straddle handstand is an absolute prerequisite for more advanced handstand drills. Work on your middle splits, work on your hamstring flexibility, work on your active external rotation, and of course, work on your shoulder stability. Invest into your straddle handstand, understand it, analyze it, and do it well. It's going to go such a long way for you. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out the website for all the visuals, for a more clear understanding of what I'm trying to explain to you guys. And while you're there, make sure you grab that free workout to improve your straddle handstand. I'll see you guys next time. Coach Bachmann.